0: Oh, Big D back with a Monday night edition of the Big D podcast. Before I bring in one of my uh, favorite NFL draft gurus, uh, please subscribe, like, and share the Spunky Spectrum Sports YouTube page. See all my content, football, baseball, basketball, golf, NASCAR. (laughs) We'll talk a lot on the um, podcast. Also check out the Big D podcast for your audio listeners on Spotify and Apple. So back to talk the uh, NFL Scouting Combine, FF Guru, Tony Walsby. So Guru, the NFL Scouting Combine is over. And um, a few storylines I've got from uh, Indianapolis. How about you? Thanks for having me on again, Big D. Yeah. So
1: (laughs) for all your listeners, it's at FFGuru59 on Twitter. And I also am a writer, content creator for FF League winners. So uh, check me out on there. Any advice, anything you need, ranks, whatever.
0: <laughs> there might be a few ranks <laughs> over, over who's going to go, over where certain guys will go in next month's draft, but we'll leave it for that. But um, w- With the combine, oh, we can talk about all these positions at quarterback. I think there were a couple of standout performances. Obviously, you've obviously uh, CJ Stroud looked like the number one quarterback in the draft of his performance.
1: Yeah, I mean CJ Stroud looked like we know who CJ Stroud is, right? <laughs> Ball placement was incredible, very smooth throws. <laughs> looked like easily the best quarterback on the field to me.
0: I mean, I mean, do it's, it's, you think Stroud is keeping up the momentum from the Georgia game, or is it? Oh, do you take a lot because I mean, guys, guys should be able to make throws air throws where there's no, where there aren't any defenders.
1: Yeah, but I told you last time, I don't really put a lot of stock in the Combine. the only time I care about the Combine is if you see it extreme deficiency, like we did with Anthony Richardson. Nobody talks about it because we're all excited that he's fast and can jump high and all that, but at the end of the day, I don't know if you saw it, but he couldn't hit an out route. He had three chances of hitting an out route and he missed it every single time. There's a very basic 10-yard throw that any NFL backup could make and he couldn't make it three times. So no, nobody talks about that because, you know, he's athletic. But, yeah, so that's the kind of stuff I take away from the combine. Everything else is all about game tape and production. That's why i me mean, with CJ Stroud. I'm looking at the 480-plus pass yards, four touchdowns, zero picks against Georgia. A Georgia defense that, for all intents and purposes, is an NFL defense in college.
0: Yeah, and, and yeah, a college defense on steroids, right? Exactly. I mean, with Anthony Richardson, I mean we all were amazed with that 4 4440, the ten nine broad jump, 40 and a half inch athleticism, but there's a lot, there's a lot to be desired. I mean, there's but I feel like his ceiling is more than some of these other quarterbacks. I mean, am I crazy? <laughs> Uh, you are, but uh,
1: it's okay because everybody else is too. Everybody's obsessed with the dude from the combine because he was so athletic. At the end of the day, most people don't watch tape. Most people just go from what they're being told, and they're like, "Oh yeah, okay, this guy's amazing." You watch his tape, you see he can't play the basics of quarterbacking. Scatter shot accuracy, no footwork, no field awareness. The, the guy's got nothing going for him, which is why he led uh, Florida to a 6-7 and seven record last year in his only year as a collegiate starter with no bowl appearance, passed for 2,500 yards with like seven touchdowns, nine picks. I mean, Yeah, he ran for 607, but, I mean, he, he doesn't play or produce like an NFL quarterback. But he's still going to get drafted top five probably because these GMs are insane.
0: Could part of Anthony Rich's problem have been that Dan Mullen really didn't play him like he should have in twenty twenty one? Because why Mullen didn't play him is beyond me. Because Richardson fit his offense.
1: Yeah, my thing is, if he was if he was better, he would have gotten on the field earlier, and if he was better, he would have been able to produce while he was on the field,
0: which he could not. I- but that Florida 21, but neither Florida team in 21 or 22 possess Kyle Pitts or Kendarius Tony offensively.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying they had a lot of weapons, but you still got to be the able team. to do something.
0: True. So with uh, Bryce Young, to me, the biggest number <laughs> oh, – sorry, so, excuse The biggest number with uh, Alabama's Bryce Young, to me, was his weight. uh were well, you're a little surprised with how that Bryce which weighed in at, uh, I think it was 204 pounds in Indianapolis.
1: It was, yeah, 5'10", four. I was surprised because he's a little guy, but, uh, you know, they can manipulate that a little bit. Guy probably hit up the buffet before the combine, chugged a bunch of water before the weigh-in. You know, they don't show us the actual weigh-in. He's probably standing there chugging water on the scale.
0: And plus, I think, Kyler, I think Kyler did the same thing before his, uh, his combine walkout a few years ago. But, I mean, people are going to compare Bryce Bryson with Kyler or Russell Wilson. I'm not sure it matters. I mean, just because – I mean, I think it helps NFL teams that want to take a look at Bryce Young and see, oh, maybe he can put – add a little bit of weight on. Maybe he can play – at 200, 205 pounds instead of 510,
1: 190. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, it showed his dedication to his craft that he was able to put on that weight for the combine when he knew he'd be testing on it.
0: I mean, we'll see. We'll still, um, the end of two months from the NFL draft in Kansas City. I think it's going to be fascinating to see what happens because with all the moves that uh that happened today and will happen between between franchise tag, free agency, trades, drafting, it's going to be a quarterback carousel because if you don't have one of these quarterbacks, you're screwed. Exactly,
1: kind of how it's always been.
0: Yeah. So at, quarterback in quarterback league. So uh, at running back, obviously the top two guys in this draft, well, there's a 1A and... And maybe a number two, if you even want to call him a two, but B. John Robinson from Texas was the top running back in college football and the top running back in the scouting combine. I mean, I think the question with B. John is how early is too early for him? Because obviously, (coughs) running is on a rate on – Necessary to win Super Bowls, but how early is too early for Bijan Robinson?
1: So Bijan Mustard is in a league of his own as far as the running backs in this class. There's a tear break after him. There's Bijan Robinson. There's a massive gap, like cliff tear break. Then there's just uh, Jameer Gibbs, Zach Charbonnet, and uh, Zach Evans, Chase Brown, all those other guys. Tear break after Bijan. He is so good. Uh, running back has become a devalued position in the NFL, and as such, I'm guessing he'll go top 15, whereas back in the day, you know, 10 years ago, he's Leonard Fournette profile coming out. I think Fournette went for the Jags. Zeke was also drafted pretty high. So he's on those guys' level as far as where he should be drafted, but with the running back being a devalued position and this being a very deep running back class, I think he's probably top 15.
0: Yeah, I mean – a lot of people are going to say the Eagles at uh, 10 could potentially look after them, but I think Philly's got bigger needs on the defensive line anyway. It would be interesting if B. John went to the Eagles because Lord knows what the Eagles need, a home run hitter or a running back.
1: Yeah, all thing, all word out of Philly is that they're letting Miles Sanders walk, so I would expect them to draft some kind of running back. I don't know if they're going to use that kind of draft capital on B. but they're gonna
0: draft one day one or two. And um, Jame and uh, Jameel Gibbs some Alabama sure looked like sure look like a well, you know he looked he looked like that PPL all kind of running back because usually with Alabama running backs they've got a lot of wear and tear because Nick Saban rides somebody whether it be. Derrick Henry and ain't Eddie Lacy, but I feel like Gibbs is the one Alabama running back with not a lot of wear and tear. He's got that tweener ability. He's got that home run ability runner. He can also catch on the backfield. And I think coming from Georgia Tech, he showed he could be a better inside running back than people give him credit for. I think Gibbs, you know, maybe not top 10, but, Second day, late day one, early day two. I think Gibbs is that perfect Alvin Camaro kind of running back.
1: Yeah, Gibbs is a solid running back. Alvin Kamara is a pretty good comparison. He's a pretty good pass catcher. And you're right, he didn't get a lot of carries at Bama, so still nice and fresh. Yeah, I could definitely see uh, early to mid-second round draft capital for
0: I think I think Gibbs might be faster than Camaro, but similar Camaro, I'm trying to think. Uh, who's the kid from Georgia? DeAndre Swift, too. Yeah, DeAndre Swift, the heartbreaker. Dude cannot stay
1: healthy. All the time, the world can't stay healthy. It's kind of sad.
0: Yeah. Just Maybe we know why, because of that field in Detroit. I mean, look what happened to Von Miller last year, but that's a story for another day. So wide receiver. Um, to me, I think there was one stand wide receiver, and it was Jackson Smith and jingling yeah, he didn't run a 40, but Jackson Smith and Jingba's 20 yard shuttle looked good. His shuttle time looked good. Yeah, he dominated the
1: shuttle in the three cone. I <laughs> I think I read somewhere as the best time. It's been done that drill in like seven years. He he looked very smooth and amazing running his routes. I mean, you could just tell. If I'm the Houston Texans sitting at two, I'm getting CJ Stroud at two, and I'm taking JSN at 12, reuniting them is kind of like a Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase thing, and just let them have fun.
0: Hey, you know what? Brandon Cook's been one out of Houston. That wouldn't be a, that wouldn't be a bad idea. I mean, Brandon Cook's been a corpse for a couple of years now, so he's whatever. Hey, I mean, he – I mean, his performance in Week 18 cost Houston the number one pick. True. Good old Lovey
1: Smith sticking to the Texas on the way out. Gotta love it.
0: Everything's bigger in Texas, including losing the number one pick. Exactly. Although, um, then Houston, then Indy could have lost, and then then the Colts could have, well, the Indy could have won and end up with like Seven, I don't know what pick it would have been, but there were a couple other wide receivers on the field. Uh, uh, what did you think of uh, Jordan Addison and uh, Josh <laughs> Jones? Two, maybe not fast wide receivers, but two slot or maybe big bodied receivers.
1: Yeah, I mean, Addison's I think more of a slot guy, and Down's more of an outside guy, but. I thought Addison kind of hurt his stock at the Combine a little bit, didn't really test out time-wise where people thought he would, but it shouldn't matter. You know, the dude won the, in the Cup last year. He's an amazing wide receiver. I, I don't think people should be too worried about him. He, can, I think he can be a low-end wide receiver in the league. And uh, Downs, I like. I, helmets got a little bit, so I'm afraid of Downs because he's a wide receiver from North Carolina, and every wide receiver to come out of North Carolina it ends up being terrible. You know, we're talking freaking De'Ami Brown. We're talking Daz Newsome. I mean, these guys are just awful. You probably never heard of them. So that's, you know, but I'm hoping Downs can be good. I I like his footwork. I like his route running. He's got solid hands. So it's got all that going for him.
0: Yeah, I mean, I sort of knew what Addison would be. His 40-yard time really didn't help or hurt. I think it just showed that he's a good football player. And, I mean, Downs, 40-yard time – Little slower than I thought he could, but you know, not every wide receiver is going to have a great forty-yard dash time. Even in the um, who's the uh, Tennessee wide receiver? Hyatt's forty-yard time was four-four. Where a lot of people thought he would run four-three, but you know, four-three-eight, four-four-zero isn't all that cons- all that different.
1: Exactly. I mean, a 4-4-0 and a 4-4-1, which is where he ran, are amazing 40 times. People just thought he was going to do better, but it doesn't really matter at the end of the day. What's well, a tenth of a second? He ran good 40 times. He's a he's a field stretcher. It's what he does. If he goes to the right offense, he'll light it up. If he goes to a team that doesn't ever run the fly route, every play is going to be terrible.
0: I mean, I, I look at Hyatt and, and think L.A. Chargers because guess what? Mike Williams and Keenan Allen aren't getting it open, and – you imagine what Justin Herbert can do with that guy? Yeah, Justin Herbert's
1: never really had that field-stretching guy. It would be uh, pretty amazing to watch him bomb it to Hyatt.
0: And plus, I mean, who knows if Keenan Allen will be with the Chargers because they're in salary cap, you know what, like every other team. Yeah. I
1: don't know what Kansas City has for picks, but I would love to see Hyatt in Kansas City. Oh, that- half a home
0: throwing a freaking
1: Jaylen Hyatt.
0: be like Ty Freak Resurgence. I mean, I mean, you imagine this offense in Kansas City next year, Pacheco running back, second year, Sky Moore, Sky Moore, Kadarius Tony, and Hyatt. Eeh, good luck. Good luck for Patrick Sertan stopping that offense. That's what I'm saying, I mean. It's fun to watch. My beloved Broncos
1: would need about three Patrick Sertans to stop that.
0: <laughs> Maybe get Champ Bailey 2006, out of retirement.
1: Exactly. Find
0: some kind of time machine, found a youth. <coughs> I mean, Jackson Smith and Jake was still the top wide down this draft to you? Or
1: easily. There's a tear break with Bijan as a tear break wide receiver. out just spent the jig for me. He can easily be an elite wide receiver in the league. When I say elite, I'm talking top five, top ten. He's a Jamar Chase kind of guy. We just forgot because he was hurt last year. Then there's the tear break. You got Addison and Kayshawn Butte from LSU, who can both be legit low-end wide receiver ones in the league. Then you got Downs, who we talked about, who I think is pretty solid. Then uh, you got Quentin Johnson, who I'm not a fan of just because he's a body catcher. I don't do body catchers. I learned my lesson on that. It's kind of sad because Downs or um, Quint Johnson's a freak athlete, but uh, I just I don't do body catchers.
0: I will say boot. Uh, wait, is it boot or boot? Booté,
1: Keshawn. Booté,
0: booté. I've got to I've got to say with that Louisiana spirit that the we. But exactly, but Keshawn
1: Booté from down in the bayou.
0: <laughs> yes, but uh booté. Uh, did not look great in Indianapolis. Look like look maybe ate one too many beignets.
1: Yeah, yeah. He also didn't look great at LSU last year, and I think he was dealing with some injuries. And there's character concerns with him too. I don't know if you saw that whole little story, but supposedly he he wanted to go back to LSU and said he was coming back to LSU for a senior year, and they asked him not to come back because of some uh, controversy with a uh, developmental scout there.
0: Oh gosh. <laughs> Yeah. People do strange things at LSU, but um well um uh besides quarterback, running back, and wide receiver, what what was your standout player at the combine?
1: Outside of quarterbacks, running backs, and wide receivers? Wow. Uh, let me think. <laughs> um ah crap, I'm not gonna remember his name. There's that tight end. From Georgia that was super athletic. Oh, uh,
0: Washington. Nobody,
1: yes, nobody had heard of him coming in. Now everybody knows his name. That guy. That, uh, that would be my biggest like uh, combine bump up outside of the quarterback, running backs, and wide receivers. That man killed it.
0: Yeah, Donnell Washington, thank you. Yep, yeah, that man, that man destroyed it. He is six seven. Yeah.
1: So I mean, like, that,
0: that man is a beast. He's
1: an inch taller than Michael Jordan. Plays
0: like he's Spud web. I mean, holy crap, that guy's athletic. I mean, I. By the way, Darnell Washington could be the could be a first round wide receiver this year. <coughs> Just think, Brock Bowers could be is going to be a top ten pick in next year's draft. That's sick. After 12, Jordan. time ends, and on one offense, I mean, Darnell Washington six seven and ran what four six. Something like that. It was very fast for a man. It was like that is that is ludicrous speed. Yeah. I mean, how I mean, how how do you run that fast? And by the way, this is one of the deepest tight end drafts I can remember because Kincaid from Utah, uh, Mayo from Notre Dame. I think there's one other guy. Was, I mean, there could be four first round tight ends or first round caliber tight ends. Four. Yeah.
1: Definitely. I also. He's a little under the radar, but I love that tight end from Iowa as well because you uh, know, Port- Iowa's uh, a tight end factory. What's that?
0: LaPorta, right?
1: Yeah, that's right. Iowa's a tight end factory. So, I'm a, uh, I'm a big fan of that kid. He's kind of a sleeper, second, third round pick.
0: Well, he was the only somewhat decent, someone player I knew on the Iowa team. Otherwise, it was – otherwise, it was like – that it was scary watching Iowa's offense.
1: I hear that, but you know that always the the tight end guy. George Kittle, TJ Hawkins, and Noah Fant were on the same team. I mean, they are tight end university.
0: <laughs> Almost like what a uh, Penn State linebackers would uh, Penn State linebacker running backs would be back in the day.
1: Exactly. LSU wide receivers.
0: <laughs> OODPs. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so um, Now we switch from the combine To uh quarterback So um, there were two big Quarterback developments today One Derek Hall Going to the Saints So A were you surprised That Derek Hall chose the Saints
1: No so you know They were the first team that interviewed him he told the Raiders
0: he wasn't going to take a trade
1: because he wanted to be cut and didn't want a team not to trade for him. They seemed like they always had mutual interest in each other. I mean, I think it's a good fit. I, you know, Derek Carter is not freaking Tom Brady, but he's also not, you know, Anthony Richardson. He's a solid starting quarterback in the league, kind of like a Jimmy Garoppolo, and I think he'll be good for that offense. Chris Olave to the moon. Michael Thomas to the moon for three games before he breaks himself again. Alvin Kamara is going to get suspended, so who knows what's going on air. Got that that tight end, I kind of like Juwan Johnson that guy's a touchdown machine. So, I think Derek Carr would be very functional for that offense.
0: I really like Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr is the top 10 or 12 quarterback. And plus, you look at it, he goes from the AFC West, which is the division you know is brutal, where you've got Pat Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Russell Wilson, to the NFC South, where that division is putrid. There's no recognizable quarterback. Plus, if you look at the NFC right now, quarterback-wise, I mean, if Aaron Rodgers retires, it ends up somewhere else. I mean, who's <coughs> the best quarterback in that conference right now? Jalen Hurts? Yeah. Yeah, Hurts. Oh, is
1: the really, be, I, I, expect, I expect Rodgers to probably
0: sign with the Jets. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about it, whether, where Aaron Rodgers were going a little bit, but B. Uh, what team? What team or teams do you think the call sign affects the most? Because I think the biggest question I I look at the Jets because do the Jets get Aaron Rodgers? Because if the Jets don't get Aaron Rodgers, I think they're done. I think they're screwed because you look at they didn't get Derek Cole. If they and Green Bay is going to have a lot more leverage now because guess what? If the Jet the Jets know. They need a quarterback. And the Packers know they could give Aaron Rodgers. There's a desperate team, and they could maybe get more for Rodgers than they would two or three weeks ago.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. But, uh, yeah, I, I see Rodgers going to the Jets. If they miss on him, you know, they can always bring in Jimmy G.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, Jimmy G would know. wouldn't? Know the scheme. I mean, he obviously, he and I saw obviously won San, San Francisco together, but Jimmy G's not playing 16 or 17 games now. So the Jets would need a confident quarterback. Plus, Jimmy G would be going from the NFC West to the AFC East, where he'd be playing two, maybe two thirds of its games in bad weather, A and B. He he's a I mean, yeah, if you told me Jimmy G played 17 games, I think he could be really good. But the Jets would need a really good backup because because if and when Jimmy G got hurt, um who's he playing B?
1: Yeah, so I mean I think they already have a pretty solid backup in Mike White, who showed last year that he can play if needed. I mean, he you don't want him to be a starter, but he's a solid backup, I think.
0: But I will say this: I think Jimmy G's going to Las Vegas because that's basically Patriot West there, so knows the scheme, knows Josh McDaniels. Plus, Vegas got a lot of good weapons. I mean, Renfro, Waller, Devontae Adams. Plus, yeah, I, I can I can definitely see Oakland. I can see Oakland being
1: a good fit for Jimmy G as well.
0: Or well, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: sorry, Vegas. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, uh, seemingly not with last year's draft because, it was, because there wasn't a first round quarterback outside Pitts, Kenny Pickett, but what team do you think now after the uh, Derek call and Geno going to New Orleans and Geno Smith in Seattle is now most apt to make mo- making a big move up the draft for a Rookie, so
1: I think I think Indy or Carolina probably move up with the Bears to grab the guy they want in front of Houston. That's what I think. One of those two teams.
0: I I could see both of them moving up because I think I I the Chicago Bears are not going to be a one on one. They they will settle on Justin Fields. I think they're going to wait and Chicago will wait one more year and see what happens. I think the question is. Will the team move up in front of Chicago? Because the Texans have two ones this year, two twos, and two ones next year because of the Watson deal. The Panthers have a lot of extra ammunition from the Christian McCaffrey trade, so will the Panthers potentially divvy up a one this year, a couple twos, maybe a one next year, and go get somebody? Because there's a lot I like about Carolina, but and they've got a new, new owner, very aggressive owner. But, I mean, I like the Frank Reich hiring, but Frank Reich needs a young quarterback. And do the Panthers go very aggressively with the day side? And you know what? We'll take who's ever left, whether it be uh, Will Levis, Bryce Young, Stroud, and Wichita. We'll take who's left and potentially <laughs> wait until all – but at where are they eight or
1: nine? I can definitely see Carolina or Indy trading up to get their guy. They they both got new regimes in there who are going to want to make a splash play and have their guy at quarterback to take in mold. So I can easily see uh, either of those guys doing
0: that. I think Chris Bowen won a young quarterback and not one he's changing year after year because seemingly the Colts have gone, have gone with a different quarterback every year since Andrew Luck retired.
1: Exactly. It's always a crappy vet too. You got Philip Rivers was there, you got Carson Wentz, you got Matt Ryan. It's like, damn, man. Yeah, if it's five years ago, these guy would be incredible. What are you doing?
0: Jacoby Bassett. Yeah. Well, I mean well, I mean, they did have well you imagine Andrew Luck had him if the Colts had taken care of Andrew Luck his first couple of years, maybe he'd still be playing.
1: Yeah, if he had had an offensive line and they had not gotten him killed, he
0: he could definitely still be playing. Well, then what happened when Andrew Luck and – sorry to remind you of this, but what happened when Andrew Luck and the Colts somehow beat you Broncos in that AFC division round? Exactly. It happened. Andrew Luck is an
1: elite quarterback, no doubt.
0: (laughs) So, obviously, this is going to be – were you surprised with how few – it seemed like to me that – a lot of coaches didn't even bother showing up at Indy.
1: Yeah, I'm not. I'm. Not, I didn't know that. I, I don't. I don't track who all shows up there. I kind of track what players meet with what teams because you know that they're showing an interest in drafting them, kind of thing. But I don't really. I don't really track what kind of uh, coaches show up. I feel like if the head guy is not there, he's sending his lead scout or to report back to him. You know what I mean? Not a big difference.
0: I mean. You may, I mean, some of those teams might not have even gotten first. I mean, some of those teams like the Rams don't have a first-round pick, but they've never had a first-round pick, it seemingly.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, the Rams mortgaged their whole future to win that Super Bowl, which I don't fault them for it. I would, too.
0: I mean, Denver pretty much mortgaged last year's and this year's draft for Russell Wolfson and Sean Payton, and look where I got him. Nowhere. Oh, well, we
1: don't know that yet. We haven't seen Sean Payton yet. He could turn it around.
0: Oh, I mean, Russell Wilson looked awful last.
1: He did. He looked like unplayable, like he shouldn't even be on the field. But I think, Peyton will fix
0: him. Oh, you hope so. Otherwise, otherwise, uh, you're going to be stuck with an overrated, aging quarterback. We can get out of his
1: contract in 2024. So, if he shits, uh, excuse me, if he craps the bed again this year, we'll give it up. <laughs>
0: All right, Guru. Uh, thanks for having on again. Uh, I appreciate I appreciate you uh, talking some scouting combine because uh, whether it's the forty-yard dash, three cone drill, shut the what <laughs> the shuttle, or all these other drills, people like the scouting combine.
1: They do. It's a fun event. Before we get off here, I just want to mention my super sleeper running back. Cameron Peoples from Appalachian State. He's a name to keep in mind. That dude is a big-bodied running back with some speed. He's a do-it-all kind of guy. I like him a lot.